Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Woohoo! This is yet another one that we are not recording in person, sadly. And Great. the people who are not recording in person is me. Hi, Megan. And I'm joined by my co host, Melissa. Hello. How are you doing? What's new? I'm good. I directed an audiobook this morning. Oh, you are so productive. But it's a good book. It's a book on anxiety for teenagers. So I am enjoying it. I could have used that as a teenager. I think it would be very applicable to adults as well. I used to just think I was shy, but then I was like, but I'm not. This is so confusing because I'm like outgoing. I'm an extrovert. But I was like, why am I petrified all of the time? And I was like, oh, anxiety. 
Mine was everyone would tell me I was shy, but I just didn't want to deal with people. And I wasn't, I didn't actually think I was shy, but people would tell me. So then I started to believe it. But then I was like, I'm not, I just don't like you. And some things haven't changed. (laughs) Yes. You've remained exactly the same. (laughs) There was also like, I hope it's still not like that, but for a long time, like shy was like an insult too. Yeah, that's how it was. And it, it really did something to me. Mm -hmm. Like, and then people saying like, you're quiet. That felt like an insult too. And I was like, I'm not quiet. I just don't talk if there's no need to talk. And also there's like, women are either told that they're too quiet or they're too Mm -hmm. loud. And I'm like, just... What do you want? We're the opposites, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no, I was always told that I was too loud, mm-hmm. talked a lot. I was the kid who like my seating arrangement in every class, like I would change seats. Like my teacher would like have to rearrange the seating like every week because I just would talk to a wall. I would talk to anything. I believe it. It's the ADHD. <laughs> and back then it was unmedicated so whoo uh but let me give the spiel about our show we are an advice show don't blame me you call in you leave us voicemails and then we give you life-changing life-altering amazing wonderful advice and what we lack for in credentials we make up for in opinions got it i didn't know if you were throwing it to me but i got it i was ready this time it's true i tried to point in frame there's a little delay <laughs> so I know we are getting back in the swing of like doing it digitally or like socially distant for some time. And the I forgot about the lag. How are you doing? Uh, You know, I have been better. I'm Uh officially negative from COVID, which is awesome. Would I say all of my symptoms went away? Not at all. It's not going to, unfortunately. And I knew that I think I just I mean, I've had like a shit show of the last two weeks that like the second that my like fever was gone and the like really like, I don't know, like the constant, very aware symptoms that you have where it's like the chills, the cough. As soon as that was gone, my body reminded me like, by the way, remember how you've had cramps for almost two months? Like we're still here. And I was like, great. And the smell is kind of somewhat a little bit coming back there's like taste kind of like faintly comes in and out we're on a positive trajectory already with like getting some senses back which is nice but the brain fog is killing me and I already like regularly deal with brain fog from like depression anxiety but like mostly ADHD like that's like a very everyday predominant thing that I have to deal with but this on top of it is just I posted on my Instagram story. I forgot what number came after six. Like, no, I and I remembered eventually, like within like 20 seconds. But I was like, it's just like being drunk and hungover and jet lagged. And like you haven't slept in like days and you're completely exhausted. And it's just like my brain feels like absolute mush and I'm just like very 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 like lethargic and tired all of the time but when I think about like I've been sick besides like the positive I got the positive test almost four weeks ago and it doesn't feel like that much time has passed at all which is very odd but happy to be vaccinated and the fact that like things are already starting to come back and like every day it gets a little bit easier is really 
really nice. And uh, the long haul COVID symptoms were something I was absolutely like terrified of. And so, you know, knowing that even within four weeks, things have already started to like get better makes me feel great. But get vaccinated, wear your masks, everybody. I 10 out of 10 do not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, it's a journey. What about you? What's new with you? How are you? Just my audiobook. That's it. And you've been moving in to your new place. How are you liking it so far? Yeah, I love it. I love that I can like yesterday. Well, Sunday really was the first day that I really just like instead of doing work in my bed, I worked all day in my office and I did that yesterday too. And it was really nice. And I'm still, I still have a lot of stuff in my kitchen and bathroom to unpack, but I've got like couch and and my dining room table that was supposed to be here three weeks ago. (sighs) will finally supposedly be here tomorrow or Thursday. Monson's mom told him that like, apparently like, because there's so many like shipping delays and stuff that like, she was like, we should all order all of our Christmas presents in by the end of October because like things are so delayed because just like cargo's delayed. I think it depends on what you're getting. But yeah, I agree. Right. That's well. And it makes sense because I was trying to figure I like forgot about this because I lost a bottle of Adderall. I didn't know I lost. So like when I was trying to get my refill, then I like stopped like checking in on it because I was like, oh, I found some that I forgot about or I didn't see, even though it's where I keep I had her all anyway. Mm-hmm. And I just got the notification yesterday. They like, they're like, oh, your RX is ready. And I looked that I filled that per- or like my psychiatrist called to fill that prescription. And they told me like, hey, we're working on it like a month ago. And I was like, wow. And it usually takes, I would say like, sometimes it's like 15 minutes from the time that she calls by the time that it's ready. And like maximum 24 hours, maybe yeah. 48, if that. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. My thing was with my table, they lost it. Mm. So I don't know. The couch is coming from a different company and it's actually coming earlier. Also, I want to say that furniture is a scam. Yes. A huge scam. I highly recommend everyone, if you're looking for something, uh, take a screenshot of it and put it in Google Images because prices, you can look at a high-end store and they have gouged the prices for the exact same thing that's on a lower end store. Even my old couch, I was looking at like what I paid for it. I've had that couch for like six years now. And I found it because I'm going to eventually sell it. And I found it on other websites for like five times as much for what I paid for it. I'm not like furniture is a scam. As I've been looking and finding furniture, If you can do it, try to find it direct from the manufacturer, but it's very hard to do that because they won't sell to you, but you can find it on lower end sites for the exact same thing. Yeah, that's how I got my console in my living room. I forget where I saw it, but I like found, I did reverse Google image search and then I did like the SKU number and all Mm -hmm. of that and was able to like find that like it was like on these places selling for like $600 and I got it from like a manufacturer that didn't have a like bulk order minimum, you could just do one. And I had to pay like more in shipping because mm-hmm. of that. But like, it was like $120. And yeah. I was like, it's ridiculous. Okay. It is. Well, I already said this is an advice podcast, but if you want to call in and be on an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. 
And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You have to be 18 or over, have your parents' permission. And we ask that you give us all of the details. Let us know your pronouns, the pronouns of the people in the story or whatever you're asking us. But write it down. Practice. You only have three minutes or you will be cut off. Not by snip, us. Snip, 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 bitch. So write it down. Practice. Pull out the timer on your phone. Make sure it's under three minutes and make sure you're including valuable and crucial information. Think of the other episodes. If you just like listen back, find some calls that we've said are great. Find some calls where you hear us being like, I wish I knew this. Apply that to your situation and include all of that stuff because then you might be getting a diamond from Melissa, which is the highest stamp of approval here. Fancy, fancy, fancy. Let's get into the calls. Oh, we're not going to do an update this episode. Because like I said at the beginning, my brain fog is horrendous and these episodes take a lot out of us. So to preserve my mental sanity and in hopes that we can record two episodes today, we are not going to do an update for this episode. And I hope you all understand, except for Rachel. I'm pretty sure Rachel left a new comment. Yes. And it's in the same format as the other ones. You're just using a thesaurus to change your words. So Rachel... Be more creative. Honestly, like if anybody wants to see like what we're speaking about, go look at our reviews on the podcast app. Please, I mean, go leave us a nice review, but you will see that like the last like 10 to 15 negative reviews are all from the same person who is just so butthurt. And truly what she is very upset about is that she is a Republican. Mm Mm-hmm. Should we, uh, well, since we're here, let's read a nice review since we're talking oh, okay. about it. You want to do it? Yeah. Okay. The last one. Advice, but make it like therapy from Allie, assuming. I love this podcast. I listen to it while I'm working and I feel like I am jabbing my jaws. I've never heard of that phrase. And giving advice to my friends. Such a fun idea. and makes me so happy to just listen to questions and advice that I've always thought about. For those who claim they are too political, how can you not be political in this day and age? If you disagree with their opinions, you're probably just a conservative that's infringing on people's rights. I love the not-so-shuttle shade to Rachel. Thank you, Allie. I die. I'll play call one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am calling because I need advice about a co-worker. I am 21, use she, her pronouns, and I am the store manager The co-worker in question is my assistant manager who is in her early 20s and uses she, her pronouns, and her boyfriend who is also in his early 20s and uses he, him pronouns. So basically, this girl has been working with me for maybe three months max, and she is just way too open with me. Her and her boyfriend have been together for a couple months, and he treats her so, so bad. He's cheated on her. He's an alcoholic. There was even an incident where he went missing for days and was using her card to buy alcohol but wasn't answering his phone at all. All she does is talk shit about him and then goes and visits him every weekend because they are long distance. You know, I don't care. That's her life. She can do what she wants. But what I'm asking advice on is how to set a boundary with her. Like I said, I haven't been working with her for very long. Like I literally don't know how old she is. Like I literally don't, I can't stress how little of a relationship we have. She just talks to me about her boyfriend all the time. It's so mentally draining for me to go to work every day, knowing I have to sit there and listen to this. 
I even left the work group chat of us managers and the casual co-workers because she kept sending videos about him. She even sent a video to one of my workers of her crying. Like, it's just so unprofessional. Like, I don't care if she wants to stay with a shitty guy, that's her choice. But there's a level of professionalism that I expect at work being the manager. And obviously, I'm not in a position to give her advice. It's so hard coming to work every day. I try and make a fun and positive environment as I do with my own mental health issues. But at the moment, I just cannot keep dealing with this every single day. So how do I set that boundary with her that I'm not her friend? I can't be there for her in that way while also not being rude or anything because obviously we do work together every day. I don't want to be mean to her. I'm just trying to set a boundary for my own mental health. Please help me. (laughs) I love the show, by the way. I really look forward to the advice. Thank you so much. Your voice is pleasing to my ears. Like, I think I got like the little ASMR type tingles in my ears. from. That's a big deal. Her voice. I... (sighs) I mean, my first instinct is you're the manager. Mm -hmm. Can you schedule her to work with somebody else? (laughs) But there as as the manager, though. Yeah. But it seems like there's other managers. It is your job to set the boundaries at work. So I would first talk to with the other managers, because I think you said there are other managers there, too, and see how they're how they feel about it. And then let them know. Let the other people know that this is unprofessional. And then you guys need to set boundaries at work as a managerial team. Then have a general meeting with everyone and say that this is a professional environment. And let's not bring our personal lives into our professional environments. And then after that, if she keeps doing it, then have a one-on-one talk with her that this isn't appropriate for the workplace. Yeah. No, I agree with everything. I think if you kind of, you and the rest of the managers, like you said, kind of propose it like, um, hey, everybody, mm-hmm. and like, hopefully she'll pick up on like, we're really, really specifically talking to you. Like, you can just say like, and if there's, we're totally fine with people being friends outside of work, but like, keep those conversations. We can't have those in any way be affiliated with our job. So that applies to the group chat as well as while we are working, it's just like unprofessional. And like, I don't know if you guys work with like clients or something, but like maybe you could like blame it on that. Like we've had people say something and like Mm -hmm. we really need to like crack down on it. And then you can also kind of like include yourself in the game of being like, we all need to do this, including us and that kind of a thing. But yeah, I agree. If she doesn't change or pick up on it, then like it's a full sit down talk where it's like, hey, seems like you are going through something. And I think that like you should be able to open up to somebody about that. And like, I understand talking about it is great. This is not the place to do this. And like you specifically as the caller and be like, and I'm not the person to do this with. I don't have the capacity for this. Like, I don't know what your, like if you have any close friends or like anyone else you can talk to about this, but like my plate is full and like, I can't be, there for you in the way I think you want me to. And I just want to put that up front. So I'm not disappointing you. And like, this can't be done at work here. And so I really hope that you can seek out somebody else to have this conversation with. Right. And you don't even like her. So like at the end of the day, like, if she doesn't like you, this is unprofessional. And like, 
she might just be mad because like she's not going to be able to do this anymore. And that has nothing to do with you. I think this is one of those situations that's like you have to kind of go out of your way to be an asshole for you to be wrong because she's in the wrong. Mm -hmm. So if she's upset, that's on her. Like going out of your way to coddle her feelings and all of that. Like you are right. She is wrong. Don't worry about like being mean because I think you'd have to really intentionally be very mean in order to like shift the blame on this. Right. This would drive me fucking crazy. I've been in the situation, but I wasn't a man. It was like when I was like in high school and college and I wasn't a manager. This was also at a time where I didn't care about where I was working. So I would just quit or just not show up. But this is different because the caller's the manager. Mm-hmm. I've never really had coworkers. Not at TCBY? I worked with like a manager once. I mean, no, I worked with one manager who like trained me. She was the one who like timed me washing knives. And I was, and she's going to tell me I had a future in yogurt. And I was like, Maria, I'm out and I'm offended. <laughs> um, and then I worked with like one, I think one other manager who was like really chill and like a stoned college student. And I was like, this is so much better. But I was always with Maria. Yeah, I wasn't about it. And then the only other like quote unquote real job I had besides babysitting I worked at the like snack shack at like our local pool, but it was just me. So I could just like yeah. make out with my boyfriend. Hi, Megan. I am 26 years old and I was hoping that you could help me with a problem that I am experiencing. My boyfriend and I have been together for a little bit over a year and a half now. And when we first started dating, we became really close really fast. So he lives in a different state than his, both of his uh, parents and his siblings. So when they all get together, it's a pretty big deal when they all end up, you know, getting together for a family reunion. His parents are divorced, so whenever we go visit his family, we have to split up our time between both his mom and his dad. The issue isn't splitting up our time between the parents, but it's with his siblings. So he is the middle child of his older sister and younger brother, and I have experienced seeing his older sister be very opinionated and very rude to the rest of their family. She is the oldest, and I am also the oldest of my younger brother and I. She has never been rude to me personally, but I have seen her be verbally abusive to both my boyfriend and their younger brother. When she doesn't get her way, she lets her opinions be very known, and I have seen what she writes on text messages to them and what she has said in person. Her comments drive me up the absolute wall, and to be quite frank, she's just really, really, really a bitch. I have been friends with a lot of my exes, siblings, whether they are older or younger, brother or sister, so this is very new for me. How do I go about trying to like my boyfriend's older sister without making a snap judgment all the time and getting a gut feeling that I never want to see her when I'm around them? If you could please help me with this, I would really appreciate it, especially with the holidays coming up. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye. I mean, you're not going to like her. And like, that's okay. So I think you just have to get used to being around somebody you don't like versus trying to like someone that you don't like. Does your boyfriend think she's a bitch? Because like, there is something great about like going to a family event or going somewhere with someone, dealing with all of the shit throughout the day, knowing that like your pillow talk is just like both of you going to be like commiserating together about her. If he's very vocal about like disliking her with that kind of stuff, like you can... Ask him how comfortable he feels about like you sharing your feelings with him. But you have to toe a line because like that's his family and his sibling. 
unless he wants to like go no contact and like is done with her. But I think that like this is just mostly coming from a place for you. Like you used to be friends with your ex's siblings and maybe you thought that that's how you envisioned maybe like this relationship you're seeing very long term and like all of that. And this is something that you've, like you said, have never had to deal with. And now it's kind of changing what you kind of saw for your life. But I think the the first step is talking to your boyfriend, asking him how he feels about this and like just saying like, is there anything I can do like in the moment? Like, how can I be there for you when she's, if she's saying something like that, like, does that hurt your feelings? Like, what's the best thing that I can do for you? But, you know, my biggest tip for spending time with people that you don't like is bring a hobby that's not your phone, that is either a book or knitting or like crochet or coloring or something that you can physically do just to like distract you, but also like gives you just something to do with your hands, which I find if I'm like getting annoyed or something is helpful in like redirecting that or at least like dispersing that so I don't like explode. But some people just suck. Even though she didn't ask for my opinion. um... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, some people just suck and you don't have to be friends with everyone. You can just tolerate her and be around her and just know that she's somebody that when you go to holiday events, she's going to be there. She exists, but that doesn't mean you have to engage with her beyond just being surface level friendly. And you said she hasn't done anything to you. So just stick with that. Also, if your boyfriend, he, it doesn't seem like he's complaining about it. Is he? She didn't mention it. No, she didn't mention it. So maybe he's just used to it and he's fine with it. And that's just the dynamic that she has with the family. So even though it irritates you, you're just not used to what the family dynamic is. And it's fine. They might all think that she sucks and (laughs) she's rude and mean, but that's still their family. So they're fine with it. Yeah. If you want to take a positive spin on it, every family needs that, like needs some drama. And she's the drama. Like, that's where the drama is. And, like, talk about her and, like, complain about her with your therapist or bitch Mm -hmm. about her to your friends. Like, do all of that kind of stuff. Like, but make sure that, like, after you have a singular conversation with your boyfriend about where he stands on his relationship with her and how he wants your relate, like, what he wants and how, what he wants out of the situation with you and her and, like, what he wants you to do. Then take the bitching to third parties who are not related to her or involved with her at all. But I will say the more you bitch about somebody, the more that they are on your brain and the more that you are going to hate her. Like if you can just like sometimes the best, best thing for those kinds of people is just indifference because it sounds like what she's trying to do is like cause a riot, cause a stir out of people And you guys have only been dating for a year and six months. So like you said, you don't necessarily know the family dynamic. You also don't know her history and family dynamic. Like, I think you're comparing yourself to her because you're also an only, I mean, you're also the oldest child, but there could be a lot of reasons why, like, this is why she acts out or whatever. And the best thing that you can do is just pretend as if she is not doing any of those things. Mm -hmm. Because like she's trying to get a rise out of people and you are the perfect audience member because you're not used to her shit. 
you'll probably have the most facial reaction or she's probably gauging how you are responding the most. And that just can fuel the fire. So if you just pretend that like she's not doing anything crazy, she's being completely normal, like there is no like pass, there is none of that stuff. Like you were just completely unfazed by it. Not only will that help you be less annoyed by it, but I think it'll get her to like not do that as much. Being unbothered is kind of the best revenge in these situations. Right. It's not really revenge, though, because she's not attacking her. Yeah. She's nothing that the sister is doing is in is she's not doing anything to the caller. It's just yeah. the caller is observing how she treats other people. So it's not even revenge or anything. You just got to let her be. Yeah. Let her do her own shit. Because also imagine like on the off chance that like this comes from like a very serious like trauma response place or whatever and then you've misjudged this whole situation. You've painted other people as a victim and like her as like the bully in all of the situation. You'd feel really bad. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't know. And it, passing passing judgment on like how people treat their family. It's hard because you care about him. But if he's okay, then that's it. But if he's not okay, then it's also having a conversation with him about being like, do you want to try and schedule going home when she's not there? Like, or how about like, what can I do to assist you if she starts talking? Like, how about we just go take a walk and like, we just get up and we don't entertain that. Like create a plan with him if like he feels like he needs that. Right. But what would a family be without some drama? Right. You have someone who come who came to your mind immediately when it was like, there's a person in the family with drama who's like you, did you think of someone from your family? Yeah. Everybody has those. And it would be a little less colorful without them. You'd have a little less shit to talk. Right. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We are back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Yumiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. I'm 25. My pronouns are she, her. All my friends are depressed. I have three best friends and all of them are going through it. I feel really bad and I want to be there for them, but everybody's pushing me away and not answering my calls or texts and they're basically ghosting me. They were there for me this past year when I was going through a lot. Trigger warning, going to end it all. But because of their support, I got through it and I'm doing amazing now. I got a job I love and I want to talk about it, but I hold back because two of them are really stressed out at their jobs and one is unemployed. I've also been in the gym a lot, reaching a lot of like goals, but I have to hide it because one of them's having serious health problems. And I don't blame them for cutting me off because depression is real. I know it. But when I'm depressed, I want to talk about it, and they're different, and they don't, and I respect that. I've tried talking, offered to help them find a therapist, told them the process that I went through, whatever, but at this point, I feel annoying, so I fall back. 
I feel selfish and needy because of how lonely I am without them. And I even offered to fly someone out. Like, I'm so desperate. I'm so desperate. They're really good friends to me, and I feel shitty that I can't help them. And I feel even shittier because of how codependent I am, and I see that. How do I help people who don't want to be helped? And also, how do I be less needy? Help me, please. P.S. I'm a Capricorn. Bye. I mean, you can't help anybody who doesn't want to be helped. I think, like, you're really self-aware that, like, you know all of this. Like, you're like, I know that, like, it really helped me to talk about it. And it doesn't help them to talk about it. And I think this is like she's like trying to talk to them about it. Yeah. So I think like I mean this in the kindest way possible, but I think you might feel like, you know, and 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 I think it's because you came out of this really dark period and you've come out on top. And like like you said, you're really thriving and you're really happy with your life and you're you're doing all of these things that you're really proud of. And you know the steps that it took for you to get there and they don't want to take those steps. But I think you're seeing those as the only steps. And so like you're kind of partially respecting how they feel, but simultaneously I'm sh- for them, it might come across as a little like patronizing and I know better than you, like in a, well, no, let's do this thing and this thing. And I think you hear them, but I don't think you're necessarily listening because like you can hear and recognize that talking about it right now does not help them, but you have to listen to that and then be like, respect their wishes with that. And that's not them succumbing to it. That's not them like not trying. It's just that everybody is different and what they need, but also what they need at what time. So I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say that like them not wanting to talk is a forever thing, but that is where they're at right now. And if you push them that they're not going to feel comfortable to talk when they want to talk, if they want to talk. And like, I'm like self-sufficient to like a fault. Like I am like a not ask people for help thing. I completely understand I have to process my shit before I'm going to let anyone in, talk about it with anybody. Like, and that's not the wrong way to do it. And if I talked about it way too early, if I talked about it immediately and did all of that, that actually wouldn't help me. And I think like that's what you have to recognize that like just because it worked for you could actually be completely detrimental to the journey that they're on in working through this stuff themselves. But I think also the other side of this is that, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all. I think everybody's been there. You are finally out of this really dark part of your life and you are really happy and you want to be around other people who you can celebrate this with. And that doesn't make you a bad person at all. You just need to find those people because they, the, your friends right now, they are not that. And you don't have to repay them for them being there for you and helping you through. Like you are helping them by respecting their wishes. But you should have friends that you can talk about your job with and like like gym stuff, all of that. You should have that. And I think this is like a square peg round hole situation that like you need to meet their needs And they also need to meet your needs, but that's like friends in general. And like these friends can't meet your needs right now. And 
you need to find some friends and not abandon these ones, but find some friends and some people who can meet those needs right now. Because I think that like, especially when you get out of a really dark place, it's important to celebrate that and be around other people who you can celebrate that like with. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you had to say. Basically, it's like you're trying, the caller is trying to fix everyone else because you've been, you've healed from what you're going through and you can't, like if somebody, if you're going to someone and you're like suggesting therapy and they already told you that they don't want to talk about it in that way, you can't keep doing that. You can't, you, like Megan said, you know, everything that you know, how they feel towards these things, but you're still trying to do them. So you just have to let them go on their own journey. And also you need new friends. And I'm not saying get rid of your old friends. You keep them, but you need friends that you can have a good time with and have fun with. And like Megan said, share what you're going through now. And so I think for you, you still be there. If your other friends come to you for support, you're still there for them. You still talk to them however regularly you do, but don't bring up things that they do not want to talk about. And then have a different relationship with other friends that you should make. Yeah. Because you are lonely. You said you were lonely. So it feels like you are in a place where you need to make new friends. And it sounds like you're in therapy and like therapy is a great place to work on codependency and like those kinds of things and make sure that you are giving yourself the accurate amount of credit for getting yourself out of that place that you were in. Your friends were there for you, but your friends didn't do that for you. And so I think that like you're attributing a lot of this success to your friends and you did a lot of work to like help yourself get through this. You did the vast majority of the work and you don't have to do that for other people. And like, we all shift how we treat people based on their needs. And like, like you said, like if you keep bringing that shit up, I've had friends who like, I've been on the receiving end and I've been on like the giving end of it. And when I was on the receiving end of like one person who like just kept like being like, I think you should go see. And I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. Like I've told you 10,000 fucking times. Like, why does it seem like, this doesn't feel like you care about me anymore because like, I've told you how I feel. I've told you like that. I don't, I'm not ready to do that. And I don't want to do that or whatever. And then when I eventually did talk to him, go to my therapist and talked about it, they were like, yeah, if you're not ready, this is a waste of money. Like if you're not ready to do any of this kind of stuff, like a lot of people will try and fast track and give you the cheat sheet because they've already been through all of that. But it's, you start fresh every time. Like Mm -hmm. it's a new journey every time, even if you've gone through it before, there isn't like a set way to get out of it and get on the other side. But yeah, therapy is a great thing to work through codependency, especially like in your early 20s with friends. Codependency in friendships, I think, can make like a huge, huge, huge toll. It just gets really hard. And I think right. it's something that you can really work on. Right, right. But happy you're here. Happy you got through that. And um, looking forward to you making some new friends. Make new friends, but keep the old one is silver, the other's gold. Wow, that is beautiful. You should put that on a mug. Yeah, thank you. What a poet. <laughs> All right. 
Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 24-year-old Scorpio, and I've called in a couple times this year about a breakup uh, where we had a lot of, like, financial issues and drama about repeatedly breaking up, uh, just as a little backstory. Oh, and just to preface this, uh, y'all can be mean to me. I, I can take it. I'm fine. I'm Scorpio. My issue is that I'm currently lying to, um, like, everyone that I... No, <laughs> but I legit only talk to my mom, my sister, and my boyfriend. Like, I don't have a lot of other friends outside of that. Um, and I dropped out of college again after going last year, but was, uh, like, too ashamed, I guess, of the reaction I would get from my mom and my sister. So, then leading them to believe that I've been in school for the past couple months. Um, I don't go out of my way to bring it up, but if they mention something, I do, like, I, I do lie about it. I don't know. I might go back next semester, but if not, I guess I'll just tell them that I stopped in January. I feel really crazy saying all this. Uh, secondly, and this may be um, a bit of a red flag, I am back together with my boyfriend from previous calls, um, but I haven't told them anything about that at all. Um, a little update there. We did get back together like over a month ago and things have been different. Like they have been better, like with the financial things and money and like he did buy a car now. So he's not sharing mine and just, I don't have that like trapped or anxious feeling that I used to get all the time with him. And so just another issue. He also thinks that my family knows we're back together. And since we have like been off and on for so many years since high school he's always tagged along to like family events and come to my mom's house and stuff yeah i've just been faking excuses or once again lying so that they haven't interacted i definitely need to get back into therapy uh, but if you guys have you know some tough love or advice i deeply appreciate it i love you guys so much um thanks for listening oh and hi melissa's sister who listens to the calls bye this pains me because we love you. <laughs> like I literally just wrote your name with a heart. We've talked to you a few times. Huh. <sighs> well, okay. Let's address the relationship stuff first, just because. Okay. That's where you want to go first. That's where I want to go first because this has been on the calls before. Yes. Yes. And here's the thing. You are going to make your own decisions. You are a grown up, and you are the only person who can decide if somebody who has hurt you is worth a second chance because like it has nothing to do with anybody besides you. So if things are better and it's going great, cool. That's awesome. We'll always be happy for you if you are happy. But the red flag that comes up to me is that these are two major lies that you have been telling people or haven't been sharing, withholding, and that to me makes me think that you are, you are, you are not super confident in your decision uh -huh. with getting back together because mm -hmm. you can forgive someone or whatever. And like, that's the shit where it's like, I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm not lying to anyone about it. Like, I know my decision. I've made my decision. Like, this has nothing to do with you. You don't have that confidence about this, which makes me think you've second guessed it a lot and you have a lot of holdups and maybe even shame that you're back with them because i think if the change was so night and day that nobody could deny it i think you would want to show that to your family i think you're afraid that he hasn't actually changed so much that anybody is going to like change their tune on him mm -hmm. and i just want to say that 
that is possible. People can have feel some way about someone and that person can have made like a complete 180 and changed how other people perceive them or change who they are, all of that kind of stuff. And it doesn't sound like you think that he will do that with them. And I think it's because he hasn't really done that. Right. Just knowing the way that he was with you before and knowing how he treated you. And it wasn't just the financial things. There are other things. I won't bring them up since you didn't specify them, but you know what we're referring to. I just want to ask you this. What kind of self-work has he done to overcome those things? Like him getting a car, that's one thing. But is he putting a Band-Aid on the other things and showing his best face until you guys are settled and he's gained your trust again? And then he shows who he was before. So my main thing is what kind of work has he done on himself What kind of self-work have you done in this time? That's true. Because this, you guys have been on and off for so long that you've slipped back into something that's comfortable. It's not impossible, but I think it would be a miraculous coincidence if both you and him did all of this self-work and were able to come back together. And I think if that was the case and like, It was a complete change and shift and everything. I think you'd be really proud of that. And I think you would want to share that with your family. On to the college thing. My unpopular opinion, maybe it's not unpopular. I don't see that much wrong with that. I think like... With lying or with dropping out? Well, I mean, we know how I feel about dropping out of college. (laughs) I think you need to understand like well something my therapist always says is that like we don't consciously make bad decisions we make bad decisions that we think are the right choice at the time or are the one that is easiest for us to make at the time or self-preservation but like we don't make bad choices consciously knowing that they are bad choices so there was a reason why you lied and didn't tell them that and you said it was their disappointment if their disappointment and all of that, which I think you should definitely get back in therapy and like work on that. But I think like it will be a lot easier for you to handle that by re-enrolling and pretending like nothing happened and then saying it a couple years, like a while down the road when you feel more comfortable to do so. I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you're paying for it. If your mom is paying for it, that's where it can get sticky because like that's like a bigger issue yeah my thing is like if you're planning on getting a degree taking the break is fine i understand why you would lie because of the disappointment but if you're not planning on getting your degree and they're paying for it or even if you're not getting planning on getting a degree and they're not paying for it the lie is going to have to continue and what are you going to do come when you're supposed to graduate that is true Yes. So you're going to have to tell them eventually if you're not planning on getting a degree. If you are planning on getting a degree, it could just be like, you know, you didn't take as many credits this semester, blah, blah, blah. So it's taking you longer. So if you're not planning on getting, you've got to come up with a game plan about how you're going to tell them and have the information laid out as to why you're not going to finish and let them know that this was a decision that you made that's best for you. 
Yeah. And I think like if you need to fudge the timeline, do whatever you need to do for you. It's a hard conversation to broach. And like you have to do what's not only best for you and your like safety, but also like your mental well-being and protecting yourself from their judgment and disappointment. If that's not something that you can like handle right now, do whatever you can to mitigate that to anticipate how it's going to be. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to say this. So like, let me find the best way to say this, fudge the timeline. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But yeah, if you're not going to go back, you have to do that. And, you know, you could rip it all off at once and say like, I dropped out of college. And by the way, we're back together. I don't know, depending on the situation, because they might like, they might be like, oh, did you drop out because of him? That is true. I mean, I think the combination of these two things and you hiding both of these things doesn't sound like you were really confident in your decisions and you're really worried about what other people are thinking. And if you were confident in those choices when it comes to the relationship, I don't know how close you are with your mom and your sister, but from our other calls, he said they were pretty close. Yeah. So to me, this sounds like you are doing things that are not good for you and potentially out of character. And these are the two people in your life who are going to call you out on it or who are really going to hold you accountable and to like know you the most. So it might feel daunting to tell them the truth because they're going to see through this kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm a dropout. So I have no issue with people dropping out of college. Yeah, I don't have the issue. I don't have an issue at no, all yeah. about dropping off. It's just like, how long are you planning to lie? Yeah. And his mom and sister are close. Like they've helped them out of the situation. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like the lies are going to catch up eventually. So it's either going to be you deal with it now or you deal with it later. Yeah. And I think that there's just been so much backtracking with this. And I think like what you really need is like a fresh start. And like maybe that's a different school and not being with him like this just it feels like you're in a psych just a circle of this kind of thing and like it's not ending up how you want it to and you deserve a lot there are some things that like people can improve on and like get that do you know what I mean mm -hmm. and like if this was going to be a coming back together thing I would think it's after you've been married to other people you got divorced you're in your like early 50s and you see each other and like you've lived entire lives and learned so many lessons between. And there has been some time that has obviously passed between your breakup, but that time was a pandemic. And I think a lot of us slipped into unhealthy, toxic, old habits that are simultaneously comforting and self-sabotaging. And you have self-sabotaged your life and ended up in this place where you're like, fuck, I'm in over my head. I have all these lies floating around and all of this kind of stuff. But the subconscious you created this chaos for you. And I think it's maybe comforting because it's what you're used to or subconsciously you think it's what you deserve and you want them to be upset with you and you want them to be disappointed in you because like you're disappointed in yourself, but it'll hurt more if they're disappointed in you. 
I can't recommend therapy enough. This reminds me a lot of anxious attachment style, but something my therapist told me that I basically would, I would self-sabotage my life so things wouldn't end up the way that I wanted them to or whatever, but I chose that going into it. So then I could be upset at like, quote unquote, outside forces or these situations versus actually working on myself and recognizing why I was constantly doing these, this kind of habit of like chaotic behavior. And yeah, it's a cycle that it's hard to break out of, but you got to break out of it or you're just going to keep ending up back where you started. And you deserve so much more. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. Like you are the best. And cute. You are like such a fucking catch. Like Mm -hmm. you are the best. And like you do not deserve like this crusty fucker. Like you are born, born crusty, die Unless crusty. they have actually worked on themselves and you've done some work too, but. You wouldn't be calling us if that was the case. You know, it would have been a happy update. Yeah. And I would love to be wrong. I just think that you know how we were going to feel. And I think it's because that's probably how you feel too. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of like the, the bridge to get you there to tell your mom and sister. Yeah. You know what would be a great way to tell your mom and sister? <laughs> this is, I'm, ki- I'm partially kidding. Gosh. But you basically come home. You're like, I have something to tell you. I fucked up. We got back together. I'm like so heartbroken. Like we broke up. Like I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Like I fucked up. I just like hid it from you because I was a shit, blah, blah, blah. And they're like feeling so bad for you. And then you're like... <sighs> And I dropped out of college and I just and like, but he hasn't broken up with a boyfriend. You would have to break up (laughs) with him for this to happen. But like while you're mid crying and you're like, you tell about school. Yes, I would honestly wait for the school thing since you said you might be going back next semester. I would just wait, wait it out. Yeah. If you don't go back, you have to tell them because they're expecting graduation at some point. That's true. And also, is he influencing your decision either way? That's why I said, if you told them that you're back together and you dropped out of school, are they going to ask, is he the reason? It's true. But if you break up with him and then they're feeling bad for you and you're sad, then you lay on the other information really quickly. And they can't be like, they have to postpone their anger with you because they're already comforting you. Mind tricks. (laughs) Oh, well, we love you. And you deserve the world. Mm hmm. Time for Don't Blame Them. Woo! Okay, so Don't Blame Them. This is where a listener will call in with their own advice from a different episode. So maybe they heard a caller and they related to their situation. They had a similar story. They had a friend who went through something similar or they just have some of their own advice. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for Don't Blame Them in response to the girl whose boyfriend is a feminism denier on season eight, episode 16. I go by she, her pronouns, and I'm in my late 20s. So I've been in this exact situation where during a conversation in my last relationship, feminism came up and my ex-boyfriend revealed that he didn't see a need for feminism. In his white man words, he said, we don't need feminism because we live in a well-off country where women have equal rights. So why should he be a feminist when males have a tough two? Among other things. I was shocked and I was in denial that anyone could actually believe that, especially not someone I loved. Because I was in denial, I tried reasoning with him. I tried explaining feminism, that it wasn't about hating men, how it's about equal rights. I explained how feminism acknowledges how the patriarchy both favors men and at the same time, men suffer from the expectations that a patriarchal society outlines for them. 
It sounds like you're rightfully angry and experiencing some denial that someone you love could have beliefs so different from yours. I'm here to tell you that it is not your job to teach him why feminism is important and necessary. He isn't open-minded or motivated to listen to a woman's perspective, even his girlfriend's. And he feels attacked and threatened by the idea of gender equality. You mentioned regarding the vaccine situation that he feels attacked and threatened by others telling him what to do, period. Not getting vaccinated can literally kill other people. It perpetuates a pandemic that is causing both physical and economic hardship for countless people throughout the whole planet. And he's chosen to make that about himself and how he just doesn't want to be told what to do. Even if he eventually got vaccinated, that's a fundamental awful quality and demonstrates that at his core, he's inflexible and he's selfish. Can he be angry about you downloading Bumble? Sure. But in the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't matter. Your gut has already told you how you feel. And it's really disappointing, but you can't unknow that about him. In my experience, say you give this another chance, this issue is going to resurface. And based on how your conversation went, this isn't something you're going to change his mind about. Maybe he agrees with you eventually to placate you and stop arguing, but this is a fundamental belief of his. In my opinion, you should end your relationship. He has a poor value system. If he wants a relationship with any woman in the future to work, it's his job to do the legwork and learn why his fallacies about feminism are detrimental to himself. You deserve so much better. Girl, dump him. Yes. Diamond. Diamond. A full diamond. This felt like a... Like the intro to a thesis paper. It genuinely did. Like, I was enthralled. Like, I almost forgot the, about, like, we had a call and we said shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this is interesting. And I'm like, oh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, <laughs> you elevated that. I also forgot about that call. God, I hate that fucker. No, she's right. Dump him. Everything she said, it was very well thought out. She gave examples she had came from personal experience great don't blame them i can't imagine how jarring it would be to like find out that your partner is like fuck feminism i'd be like "Eh?" i feel like though that's something that should come up pretty early on in the relationship before i've had time to fall in love with them you know yeah no i would be like if like mods said that now i would be like you're you're joking like it's just I can't even imagine much no like, fixing his mouth to even say that yeah he'll do that shit as a joke where he and said you would some... see it in his eye. like he has comedy in his eyes i can see that but that's it yes and he's just like so excited <laughs> it's funny but yeah no this is like i think that a lot of people who came into their own politically and socially in the last couple years, especially people who are like just were able to vote recently. You know what I mean? Like all of this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and have like gone to college and formed your own political opinions and all of that kind of stuff. Or you grew up with like very strong political opinions and everybody aligned with you that like you either are not used to having those conversations early or you've never had to have them because like you were all on the same page. But you always have to have those conversations not to like blame anybody like no woman should ever be in that situation at all but it's important moving forward like once you've been through that to like make sure when you start dating people like i will find out their political beliefs before i wouldn't waste money on an uber i wouldn't waste an hour or 15 minutes like i'm not going on a date and asking your political opinions i'm finding out before i waste my time Mm -hmm. 
And I've had guys who are like, no, I'm definitely liberal. And I met them in person. And I remember I went out with this one guy and I looked at him. I go, I don't think you're liberal. And he's like, no, no, I am. And I go, nah, nah, I think I think you might be fiscally conservative. You've got to ask more specific questions. Exactly. He told me how he stole a street sign to put it above his bedroom door. And I go, hmm. <laughs> Nah. Yes, I remember this person. Yeah, he also had like a bud, like one of those like light up alcohol signs. He was like, oh, I've got that in my room. And I was like, how old was he? Probably like 26 or something. Nope. I Mm-mm. I know. I never dated anyone on, like over 30. I think 28 was like my cap. Even now, looking on that, I go, Megan, if you are vibing with a 28 year old when you are 22, that's not a 28 year old. That's why I was asking because like, I can understand somebody in college having those things, but then no. Um, That's where my whole age thing comes from is that like now that I have gotten older, I've recognized that like when I was like, oh, well, I don't like to date guys my own age. I like to date guys older. It's not how anyone older acts like you're dating, like someone who acts like they are younger that doesn't act like they're older. That's just a weird power thing. And probably girls their age don't want to date them. Uh, well, that is our episode. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to check out the video version, we're over on Patreon, only a dollar a month for four to five episodes a month, which is literally 20 to 25 cents. We also do live streams, like literal Zoom hangouts twice a month. Very fun. If you want to join, we would appreciate it. If you also want to follow us on our socials everywhere, Instagram, our TikTok, it's always linked as well as our own personal ones. My paperback copy of my book is out if you want to go get it. I have all the links on my socials as well. And um, anything you want to promote? Buy our merch. Oh, yes. And we've started seeing people get theirs, which is very exciting. Follow me on Instagram. She is not Melissa. Hell yeah. Oh, and if you're listening this far into the episode, go leave a comment on our Instagram that says, this is for Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to leave a podcast review, go for it. We appreciate it because like clockwork, pretty much every other week, Rachel is in there trying Mm -hmm. to tank our ratings. So um, leave us a review. Thank you. And we'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. is a production by me executive produced by melissa demonts and diamond imprint productions edited by coco lawrence post-production sound by chris henry production assistance by melanie d watson music by ryan hunter and giacomo picasso imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.